The following podcast contains spoilers for Invasion of the Body Snatcher. You have been warned! (laughs) That was a bad idea. It scared the shit out of me. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magoostgary. Hmm. Ooh, Magoostgary. Magoost. Like <laughs> How are you doing, Glenn? I'm all right. I'm not bad. I f- Listen, I had to I had to step it up this week. You're mm-hmm. usually just, you know, plowing plowing my fields, if you know what I'm saying, and when <laughs> in movies that I had to I had to step it up this week. So yep. I watched a good plethora, as they say in uh, Nor- Norwegian areas. Um, pretty of, sure that's a, pretty sure that's a Latin word, but I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> well, how many did you watch? Three, four? Watched one, two, three. Uh, TV show, TV show. Uh, four, five, five total, and our movie on top of that, so six. Ooh. So I, had, Ooh. you know, I had to I had to go back and rewatch Zodiac because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I think I think the last time I watched it is when you were like learning me. <laughs> you were learning me everything. I'm gonna learn you some yeah, movies, gonna, boy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn you today, boy. <laughs> like when uh when we first met and you were like giving me recommendations and stuff, and Zodiac mm-hmm. was one of the recommendations, I believe. And it, it has been since 2014, easily since I've seen that movie and I rewatched that. And God, that movie's so stupid good mm-hmm. for no reason. David Fincher needs to calm his literal tits because. <laughs> Jesus. Have you seen have you seen a trailer for Mank? I have not yet. It's his his new movies uh about the uh the screenwriter who wrote Citizen Kane. Okay. Um so yeah, I'm really excited about that, but that is his first movie I think since, since Gone, Gone Girl because right? he was doing Mindhunter, Mindhunter. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, Zodiac's a great movie. Well, I'm excited for that already and I have no idea. Um so the next one's going to be Basic Instinct. Basic, 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 thing, basic instinct, uh, which has got uh, you know your boy Michael Douglas and uh, Sharon Stone. You you know this movie mm-hmm. just for the one scene alone, the one everybody gets hyped for, which is so fast. I didn't even see nothing except for a quick blur of a beaver, mm-hmm. and then that was it. <laughs> the fact that that in today's world the fact that that was considered risque at the time yeah is fucking hilarious like we are so deprived nowadays there's just like nudity and like pg movies you know pixar movies got them them uh the, them bushes up in there and huh? uh <laughs> and, and not, not really obviously but like just with how big of a, a scene that is it just baffles me that people used to think that that was risque because it's just yeah. a lady especially not wearing ba- underwear. Especially back then. I mean, for the most part, in a lot of movies that were older, I'm not, I'm not saying this was that old, but I mean, in the seven late 70s and 80s, they definitely had women just topless all the time. So I, I mm-hmm. guess I can understand like a quick flash of a uh, 
quick flash vag, you know, PowerPoint project of that. I believe the uh, scientific word is vagina. Ah, vagina. Vagina. Um, but anyway, I mean, I watched that. Is This is literally this movie. I don't think you've actually watched it yet. but I haven't seen it, no. Okay, so this movie is one of those books that you see at, like, Kmart or Walmart or Basic Instinct or it, the movie you're... Oh, yeah, Basic Instinct. Okay, we're still... Like, I didn't know it was a book, so... Um. <laughs> No, and th- oh, this, is, this is literally a one of those books, like one of those like romance novels slash oh, okay. murder. I see. Like, it's pretty much that. You're like, making like, an analogy, is yeah, what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but not it's, used to you making even, analogies. I'm sorry. It's even funnier because it's like a paradox project here. Mm-hmm. We got we got Sharon Stone, who basically is an author who writes books about murder mysteries and stuff like that, Whoa. and the love and tension between that. But it feels exactly like it the movie like you're literally watching it it's insane mm. i didn't know how i felt about it so i moved on to the next one um but after that i watched bone tomahawk with kurt russell matthew fox patrick wilson how come patrick wilson he he's like how does he get all the tail in these movies like they care like the they just write him to like get all the tail in these movies. he's a good looking dude it's so funny like every one he's in yeah uh but I was told by a friend to watch this for many, many moons. Um, and like he would not let up. So I finally watched that. I actually haven't even told him that I watched it yet, which is funny enough. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I liked all the actors in it. Um, I think the concept of there being a tribe that doesn't, it's not really a tribe. It's more or less a primitive tribe than the Native American tribes. And yeah. Like, they had whistles in their neck, and they seemed like aliens for a minute there. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I kind of hope that it... I kind of wish it was more aliens than yeah. just a uh, pseudo... Yeah. I don't want to say racist, because, but it, it, it gave into a lot of early stereotypes of Native Americans that we know mm-hmm. were greatly exaggerated by this point. So, um, But yeah... The, oh, uh, I forget. I, what, what were the names of them? Oh, the, tr- the troglodytes, I think they were called. I think Probably it was the, like the, like the official name for what the one Native American... But I remember the main reason I watched that uh, was because I had a bunch of people tell me that it has this one super gory, like, I can't believe they did that scene. That that was the same for me. It was like, he, this guy was like, oh my God, it's and ridiculous. People need to stop saying that shit because I don't think they realize the kind of fucked up stuff I watch. Yeah. But like that that scene, which I won't get into for spoiler reasons, was not that shocking, especially after they kind of built it up for an entire movie. Yeah. Like it, it was just like like I I've I don't know. Like it was pretty gruesome. I won't I won't do No, abs- absolutely. It was definitely like, gruesome, it, but it wasn't you know. like game changing gruesome. But yeah, it wasn't like I wasn't like I was just like hey, gasp. Yeah. Also when you know how they do it, it kind of ruins it a little bit. Yeah. But uh yeah. There's no but, mystery in my life anymore. But I mean, it was it was good. I I really enjoy almost everything with Kurt Russell, so that was good mm-hmm. for me. Um, Patrick Wilson's another one of those people who I just love almost in every movie he's in. Richard Jenkins is in that, right? Uh, yes, he is. I love Richard Jenkins. Yeah, he's, I remember I mean, him being they, really all good. All the in cast it. overall is a lot of people you really enjoy. Matthew yeah. Fox was actually killer in this movie. Oh yeah, Matthew Fox is great in it. Um, it's a good movie. I just don't think that that yeah. particular scene deserves the hype that it gets. Yeah, it's, it's it is. From what I've gathered, a little overhyped, but also a little underrated. Yeah. Uh, it depends how you sleep on it, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, finish the season, the second season of The Boys. A fantastic season so far. Honestly, I don't know if you've ever even touched it. You, I know you don't like superhero stuff, but this is like kind of above yeah, and beyond that I know that's thing. different. I like Carl Urban. Yeah. Um, and uh, I forget her first name, Moriarty. 
Yeah, Erin uh, Moriarty. Erin Moriarty. Yeah, I like her, uh, and I like a lot of the cast. But uh, yeah. I, I haven't. You know, you know I it, it's more for that. It's more TV sh- series yeah. than as superheroes. I don't blame you. I just don't like committing to something that's going to take ten hours of my life per season. Well, luckily for you, it's only eight. Oh, look yes. at that! I mean, I mean, if you ever do get into it, I'm not pushing. I'm not pulling. I'm not tugging yeah. anything. Just letting you know. And then after that, I decided, because I really hate myself, I'm going to watch The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm. So uh, I'm pretty sure they obviously dropped the whole season. They're not like doing it like the boys, obviously. Netflix yeah. just gives us the whole season because they love us. Um, I we had, we had a, I don't know if it was an entire episode, but we had a long, long segment about that show on, on one of our uh, episodes and how our opinions differ from pretty much everyone else's. And for me, it was personally, it was a struggle to get through Hill House. Yeah. Um, I've heard better things about Bly Manor, specifically that Mike Flanagan is barely involved, which is really all I care about because I don't like his style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, so far, I'm on episode two. I'm not really pushing the series. I'm trying to take my time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is cool that they're... It is cool that they're doing something um, with this series that I guess they might be doing here. They're they're using the same act, some of the same actors that they used in like, doing American, American Horror, Horror Story, Story yeah. yeah. Um, which is cool, but I don't know if I exactly enjoy it or not. Um, yeah, I, I do like the main chick. She, I just found out, and I texted you this that she is from Philly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is her even name? Uh, Victoria Pedretti. So yeah, props to her for being cool. Mm-hmm. And also, Hill House was her first actual like ever thing she was in, at least on IMDb. That was pretty nuts. It was definitely again one of those things that we talked about being completely overhyped. Um, mm. There were strong moments that it had in it, yeah, um, and that was that was cool. So far, I'm not saying it's a snooze fest, but I'm not exactly interested so far. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's it's decent enough. I mean, it's better than most stuff that's actually out there, but nothing's nothing's getting kicking the rocks yet yeah so we got after that we got the awakening which is a which is a movie um with rebecca hall and dominic west and a couple What's other it called people again? i'm sorry uh the awakening 2011 the awakening. the awakening okay which is a movie my roommate uh was like you need to watch this if you haven't and i'm like i it's one of those where i was like i think i did but i don't know mm-hmm. so we watched it and we both fell asleep it was great <laughs> uh, but it, it was one that i i did watch before probably back in 2011 um, probably, I think, and also theaters. So, I mean, it was it's a decent movie. Uh, nothing to literally write home about, considering I fell asleep. Um, I think it was also midnight when I watched it, so it wasn't really... Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was severely yeah. okay. Um, and then the last one I watched was literally last night, Pacific Heights with Michael Keaton. Um, it's basically about uh, this guy. He goes into... Uh, he goes... So these landlords and rents a uh, rents a room from these people who just bought this Victorian house, and just like re re uh, furnished it and everything. And uh, he, I guess he kind of just goes in and steals their shit while living in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's uh, another one that's severely okay. Uh, Michael Keaton's awesome in it, but I think the plot kind of just is boring. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't, it was kind of like promoted as a horror, but it's definitely just like a weird drama thriller um, where he comes in, steals your shit, and then it's like, he's like, uh, you, yeah, I'm Batman. <laughs> well, Glenn, 
I am sorry to say you did not beat me in Movies Watch this week. I was so uh, proud of myself. I was so hot in the beginning. Including Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which we'll get to in a minute. I watched 10 movies. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was that much until I was just counting them. Uh, the first one I watched is The Godfather Part 2. Uh, watched The Godfather a long time ago. I uh, had this notion that the, because it's a sequel probably wasn't as good mm-hmm. uh even though it did win an oscar for best picture of the year came out i believe to this date is the only sequel to ever win i could be mistaken about that oh no no lord of the rings uh yeah. return of the king also won but um the godfather part two uh you know it's a great great movie with uh early pacino and early de niro um and i don't know if I like it more than part one, a lot of people do. I was going to say, it's, it's pretty profound to a lot of people that, uh, well, profound's not the right word, but pretty out there that two is better than one, I think. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I get that. Uh, I just don't know what I, I, I'd have to rewatch the first Godfather to really make it. It's been like probably five years since I watched the first Godfather. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to rewatch it to make a decision. But Godfather part two is great. Uh, I hear I should stay away from part three. Uh, I either will or will wait 15 years to watch part three because that's essentially what happened with part one and part two. Then yeah, I watched, I, uh, I watched, I watched uh, one pretty recently before I left Virginia and mm-hmm. then uh, never got to two or three. So I'll yeah. have to also find out. Yeah, you could definitely watch two. I, I, again, I have no opinion. I mean, I don't, I don't, I seen it. I don't listen but, to people who are like, oh, just stay away from three. It's, it's yeah. terrible. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, then I watched a documentary called Wrinkles the, Cr- uh, Cl- uh, Wrinkles the Clown, uh, which is about a guy who kind of started the whole like scary clown in your neighborhood phase where he would like have people hire him to scare them mm-hmm. uh, and everything. And. Uh, it's just kind of about that. It's, it's pretty interesting. It takes like a, 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 a complete 180 in the middle, which I really enjoyed, which is probably also why it has a, uh, a low rating probably because it, it becomes more realistic than, and less movie like in the middle. Cause it's a documentary and that's what happens. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of, I enjoyed it. It's not amazing, but it's an enjoyable documentary. Then I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, uh, which is directed by Kenneth Branagh, stars Kenneth Branagh and Robert De Niro as the monster. Um, this gets a lot of flack for being really cheesy, and I get it. It's like a lifetime horror movie. It's It's very of the time where it's just like grandiose, music yeah. and and shots and it's Kenneth Branagh being as theatrical as he can be. He's definitely toned that down in his his later years, but back in the 90s he was very like everything needs to be Shakespearean and and this huge display and that definitely kind of cheapens it a bit. But it's still a relatively good movie. Robert De Niro is really great as the monster. So yeah, that's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Okay. And I watched another documentary, two documentaries in one one week, I know. Uh called Dick Johnson is Dead. Uh, it's this really touching documentary where the director uh, follows her dad around while he's kind of like spiraling into dementia. They never say what he's dying of, but he is yeah. he is dying. So it's just kind of following his death story a bit, moving from Seattle to New York to be closer to her and everything, uh, and just showing his, his memory kind of become worse. And it's done in a really like lighthearted, uh, heartwarming way. So yeah, that it's a really charming 
documentary for what it's about called Dick Johnson is Dead. Then I watched a movie from 1932, German film called Vampire. Uh, I tell you what, this oh. this movie has got some pretty amazing sequences for being in a time before computers. Like there's a this guy's just wandering around in the dark, and you see all these ghost-like figures and it's just done it's so creatively and it's it's very impressive yeah uh so i highly suggest people check that out if they can there's a uh, game spelled with the same how it's spelled i guess that what is it like a german thing vampire like i yeah P- i believe P- that it, I, I don't know well enough but it's either yeah. the old time spelling of vampire yeah or is how the germans spell it yeah uh then i watched the Adams Family and Adams Family Values back to back now i'm curious because i, I have very them. wearily here <laughs> What? what you're going to say next. So, I will say this much. The title <laughs> sequence of the first one is garbage. Mm. I hated it. I hated the title sequence. But I knew that that was just the title sequence and it wouldn't have any like effect on my actual opinion of the film. And I loved both of them. They were both really okay. great. Um, I haven't the, ever really watched the second one, but the first one I pretty much watch almost every Halloween. Oh yeah, it's, I mean the, they both got like dark humor that is right up my alley. Yeah, uh, so I, I really enjoyed both of them. But that awful title sequence was <laughs> so bad, like like shockingly bad. I was I was shocked, Glenn. Yeah, how bad yeah, how bad that opening shockingly? sequence was. Oh my god! It, it looks like some fucking student who has no idea what graphic design is did them, uh, which you know kind of. I feel like that matches Barry Sonnenfeld a little bit, who directed both of them. Uh, but the movies are great. Um, I do suggest them. Then I watched the Adam Sandler Netflix movie, Hubie Halloween. And Is it's it just, Hubie or Hubby? It's Hubie. Uh, it's, uh, Hubie's his name. Oh. Uh, I thought it was Hubby for a bit, too, and then they kept saying Hubie. I was like, it's probably Hubie. It's probably Hubie, yeah. Um, it is what it is. It's not a good movie. It's, pro- it's good for families, probably. Yeah. Oh, and also, I did it, Glenn. I did okay. it. It? Hubie About Hall- time, my boy. No, Hubie. Oh. <laughs> Hubie Halloween was my 200th movie of the year. Oh, wow. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, 200 movies, and we're just in October. I was and to then, say, I've maybe watched 80. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched Idiocracy because I watched the trailer for Idiocracy and realized, even though I thought I had watched it, I never I was, actually yeah, watched I s- it. I saw that before we started, and I was like, there's no way he finally just watched it. No, I, apparently, I thought I had watched it, but like, I think that's just from seeing so much of it on TV. Yeah. like I, I've definitely seen the last 30 minutes on TV, mm-hmm. uh, but then I watched the trailer, and I was like, I don't remember any of this. So oh, then yeah. I watched it and legitimately maybe watched a 10, 15 minutes in the middle or beginning somewhere. But <laughs> other than that, the whole movie. <laughs> other than that, had only seen the, the uh, and I, I don't consider me having seen a movie until I see it from beginning to end. Yeah. So yeah, that is the last movie I watched. Uh, let's get into some news. How'd you feel? Wait, how'd you feel about it? <laughs> oh, I liked it a lot. I, I mean, I knew I would like it because okay. I had seen the ending. Uh, I was about to say, I had a whole Glens Day on it. You can't just say, yeah, yeah I watched it. <laughs> no, no, it's it's great. It's a it's a it's a great movie that is kind of terrifying how yeah. connected it Ridiculously is. Ridiculously terrifying how everything's going to be possibly yeah. going. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah. I, yeah anyway, uh, let's get into the news, shall Let's get we? into some news. As you all might have learned, uh Regal is no longer in operation right now. We are currently closed as of October eighth on Thursday. Uh, we have no idea when we will be back. Um, they are aiming for what they said, December or January. 
Assuming um, nothing else gets pushed back. Yeah, which I already am hearing Wonder Woman's going to get pushed back unless it's already. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's fun. So I am currently out of a job again, which is delightful in every form and manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike is currently out of a second home. So that's fantastic, right? <laughs> Wait, what? What? What do you You're mean? currently out of oh, a second. Oh, the there you go. There mom. you go. I thought like you were getting evicted, and I was like, I haven't even really been over at your house. How is that my second <laughs> home? <laughs> but yes, I am currently out of a second home. I am second homeless. Uh, I have to stay at home <laughs> and watch movies with my wife. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, oh, God, that made me. But yeah, um, it, was ine- that- it was inevitable, but I'm yeah. I'm hoping that it's extremely temporary. Yeah, well, I was uh, I was expecting November we would probably close, but. Uh, yeah, they kind of just whipped us, whipped this out on us. Uh, especially yeah. all the employees, kind of just were like, "Oh yeah, we're not going to give you a two weeks notice. We're just going to give you a one." Yeah. And by one week's notice, we mean you're going to find out through the news. So I mean, yeah. that was that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there it is. That's all I've got. Uh, I don't think you said you had anything. I got nothing. So, so we can let's move on to your get film. into Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh. They come from a dying world. They drift through the universe, pushed on by the solar winds. They adapt, and they survive. The function of all life is survival. Sleep, sleep, sleep. From deep space, the seed is planted. Terror grows. Matthew! Matthew! Wake the others! Elizabeth, wake up! Get you when you sleep! Sit up! Invasion of the Body Snatchers. When strange seeds drift to Earth from space, mysterious pods begin to grow and invade San Francisco, California, where they replicate the residents to emotionless automatons. Automatons. Automatons? Automatons. Automatons. Okay, automatons, one body at a time. That word, I don't like that word. Yeah, yeah. Automaton. You even even tried to take it slow, too, which was the best part. Automaton. I think it's pronounced automaton. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I digress. Adamantans. Directed by Philip... (laughs) Adamantans. Directed by Philip Kaufman, written by W.D. Richter, and based on the novel by Jack Finney. It stars Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, good old Jeff Goldblum, Mm. Veronica Cartwright, and Leonard Nimoy. Uh... So yeah, I, I have no reason to pick why I picked this movie other than I wanted to see it. Unfortunately, it's one of those movies where the ending is so iconic that I had already known how it ended. Yeah. I wish I didn't, but you know, here tis we are. It is what it is. Um, I got to tell you though, I was incredibly impressed with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually, it is amazing. I sent, I sent you a, a shot that I'm in love with where Donald Sutherland's talking on a phone and Jeff Goldblum walks up behind them. <laughs> the shot is from behind them. They're both like facing a mirror and yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a weird, weird mirror. M- warped mirror. And it, it just, it, it creates the tone so well. There was points in this where I literally went, oh, that's so such a good <laughs> shot. I, I, went, I did uh, shot bombs. I, uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a film thing you wouldn't understand if you don't if you don't do that, 
during movies you don't understand and will yeah, never what's understand. Yeah, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this movie, for being 1978, holds up. Like, oh, yeah. Like, effect-wise, cinematography-wise, writing-wise, I didn't know Leonard Nimoy could act as well as he does. Like, I yeah. only known him from Spock, and Spock is a, a good character, but it's but kind it's of... pretty much what he did for a long time. He did that for a long time, and it's one-dimensional mm-hmm. by design. Like, it's not like he's bad at it. It's just, the literally, Spock has no feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, to see him in an argument with Donald Sutherland, and them just going back at it, like talking over each other. I was yep. incredibly impressed with every aspect of this movie. I cannot praise this movie enough because uh, there were definitely some parts that I was just like st- taken aback at how realistic it looked. Uh, one thing comes to mind, the dog with a human head. Yeah, that was that was really weird to just yeah. pop up. I, and I honestly I have no had forgotten about that part. It. I don't know how. I'm sure they put like a mask on a dog or something. Yeah, but like but it, it was a pretty realistic so, dog on that head. Yeah, it looks or so whatever, realistic. You know what yeah, there's a dog on that head. There's a dog. <laughs> uh, but um, what'd you what'd you think? You you said you had seen this before. Yeah, right? I, I had seen this before. Um, and I this was roughly around the time where I just literally started binge watching all kinds of movies to mm-hmm. to get myself some learning. Um, to learn myself some some movie history. Uh, this was one <laughs> of them actually. Um. This was a fantastic film. I think I actually watched this after The Thing, which I will talk about uh, a little a little bit later. But this mm-hmm. is uh, this movie's killer. There's there's no if ands or but about it. Uh, literally and figuratively, um, it's it's awesome how how well the effects hold up, how well the shots hold up, how well the acting is, and like Jeff Goldblum just being Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum he, is he's so good reacting in his acting, but like. It's hilarious and amazing, regardless. Mm-hmm. There's just some scenes where he's just like, "Oh God damn you!" I just, just <laughs> there's some things it's, that it's he just says reactions that only he would be able to pull oh, off. Oh yeah, and it had a lot of um, I forget his character's name in the Jurassic Park series, but it had a lot of that kind of feel to it too, mm-hmm. where he was just like talking hypothetically about theology and all that oh yeah that's and, that's literally just gold bloom though it's, it's oh yeah it's hilarious and like oh, only absolutely. like it's same with nick pate your nick cage only one person can pull off the shit that they pull off absolutely and it's it's same with gold bloom and st- stupid sexy gold bloom stupid um, sexy gold bloom uh but i yeah it's, it's also so it's <clears throat> so weird to see how like uh, i know how tall gold bloom is but like I always forget how tall uh tall why am I why have it words? It's like my tongue is frozen. <laughs> um but it's 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 weird to see how tall Sutherland is in comparison because yeah. they were both at like the same height. I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a funny little thing to see. Yeah. And this is the second movie based on this book. Uh the first one came out in fifty eight, I wanna say. Yeah, it was um, in the fifties. It was definitely in the fifties. And I hadn't seen, I haven't seen that one, but I saw parts of the one that came out in 2007 with uh, Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig. That one is just called The Invasion. Um, you know, when people who work in movie theaters know this, when you work in a movie theater, you see little bits of a lot of movies mm-hmm. and probably see all or t- like 25% of the movies all the way through. This is one of those movies that I saw a lot of little bits, but mm-hmm. never all the way through. Um, and the tension that the 1978 version creates outshines the tension of anything that I saw in the 2007 version. Yeah. Um, it is it is above and beyond 
a superior movie and not just because it is quote unquote the original. It's not the original, but it is like it's the most known one. It's the Omega. It's the Omega, yeah. And it's it's not just because of that. It's just technically it's superior, story-wise it's superior, acting is superior. And that's mm-hmm. not to knock Nicole Kidman or Daniel Craig. But it's just and maybe it's one of those things where like it's surprising how good it is, and that's why I'm thinking of it so well. I don't know. Like I, I only know what my experience was. Yeah. And I was expecting a decent movie, but I was not expecting it to be this decent. Yeah. Um and just I, there was I was literally like this doesn't happen to me much anymore. I was literally on the edge of my seat during <laughs> that chase sequence after like all of them all, all, all of their pod run. versions came out and they yeah. were running from the police. Uh, when when that happens in an old movie, I feel like it holds more weight because they have less resources to make that happen, mm-hmm. and it, it's not something where it's just like, oh, they can take. F- 5,000 different shots and then cut out half seconds from all those shots and put it in a sequence in the computer. Like they have to physically do that by hand with film. So they don't do that by hand with film unless it's like absolutely warranted. And, uh, it's, it's just the, the, the world they created was just so believable and, and creepy and like, it legitimately made me paranoid a little bit. Yeah. Like, like obviously, I didn't believe that that would ever happen. But I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like every everyone in the film, I was just like, Is, "Are they one? Are they one?" Yeah, for sure. Um, especially at the end. Um, yeah. And weirdly, yeah. I mean, let's obviously talk about the end as well, uh, since I'm about to pull that one out of the road. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I had completely forgot that it wasn't uh, Elizabeth that that shows up in in like the uh, in front of that museum or whatever that was to look at Donald Sutherland. I thought oh, that yeah. was yeah, I thought that was Elizabeth. I didn't know it was Nancy. Yeah. That that was the one. I was like, how the fuck did she? What? Yeah, that was that was like the one twist. It's not even a twist. Like if you've seen it, you know. But yeah. like. You you see Donald Sutherland screaming at the end in like everything, every like top five shocking moments mm-hmm. and all that, uh, and and uh, but you you always forget who is the one that's seeing him, yeah. and you you really do think that it's uh, I think uh, Brooke Adams is that her name? Yeah, yeah. You think it's Brooke Adams throughout the entire thing because uh, they're they're kind of like a couple, um, Donald Sutherland and Brooke Adams characters, and then with like thirty minutes to go. Brooke Adams just becomes the big bad where yeah. she's she's like the main person controlling all the other pods and trying to point the the people in the right direction to come and get them and it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's something that you know having known the ending it was refreshing that I didn't know exactly what the ending was yeah uh, yeah, I completely forgot that it was it was Nancy that sees him instead of Bro- uh, Brooke Adams' character mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Um, and I was like, that makes so much sense. Cause she just like turned into a pile of mush in Donald Sutherland's hands. And how did she come back from that? I'm like, Oh, thank God. My big brain is working today. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, you, you just reminded me of something uh, that, uh, that, that scene where she, uh, Elizabeth does turn into a pile of mush. Like he's, he's holding her face mm-hmm. and her face just starts like twitching and collapsing. And like I could tell how they did it, but it was still very impressive how they did oh, it. Yeah. And, and it, it just it was so seamless. 
going from her to like to the dummy that becomes like the melted mm-hmm. mush. And that that is one of those times that I did a I went, "Oh!" cuz I was just <laughs> oh. so impressed. <laughs> it, it, it it's just the the effects in it are just great and Yeah. I was not expecting that honestly. I was expecting mm-hmm. like a good story with cheap 1970s effects, but they hold up. Yeah. Um the only like I wouldn't even say like withdrawals that I have with this movie is it's kind of just like nitpicking. Um at one point uh they be like Matt and uh, Elizabeth, the characters Donald Sutherland and uh Brooke Adams play. At at one point they're they're just they've been through the ringer of this movie so many times that finally Elizabeth's so scared. She's like uh, they're in. They're quite in a. They're quite in a pinch, a pickle, if you will. And Elizabeth turns. She's like, "Matt, I love you." And he just like stares and he doesn't say shit. I'm like, I kind of wish they didn't even acknowledge the fact that she said that at all. Period. Yeah. Um, I understand they're in some traumatic shit, and she just wanted to express that. And he, you could. There was tension throughout the whole movie before they even showed any romanticizing. But I was like, I kind of wish they just didn't even do that. Like, you felt the whole thing there the whole time. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense as well. It's just them saying it to each other after all that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other the other kind of nitpick that I have is, like, with all these old movies that I've been watching lately, um, I'm like, all right, whose tits am I going to see? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just... <laughs> well, yeah, old movies, it does kind of feel... Especially old horror movies. It's, like, a bad thing to think about. I'm like, but it's like... All right, I'm going to see one of these actresses' boobs, but who's it going to be? And then lo and behold, <laughs> in the last, like, 15 minutes, it was uh, Brooke Adams. I was like, eh, well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in there. Yeah. Bada bing. Um, but, yeah, it's really the only nitpicks I have. Like, uh, So what I was going to say about this and the thing is these those two movies are fantastic companion pieces if you watch them back to oh, back. Yeah. Um, both of the pl- practical effects hold up so superbly well, and uh, just the acting in each is fantastic all on its own. And like, I will easily every Halloween would not mind watching either or or just both. You know, they're they're fantastic films. It's got no detail, no character. It's unformed. All of a sudden, they're growing like parasites. Is it contagious? People are being duplicated. How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. Can't find anything in here that looks like a body. My side's nosebleed. It looked right at me. You're looking at it as if it was human. It was not human. Now, the classic fear begins to grow. <laughs> We're being cornered. In a modern masterpiece of science fiction. The Street. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. From deep space, the seed is planted. Terror grows. I I, I definitely don't see how this would go on a shelf. Well, with that being said, maybe we should get into the judgment here. Um, I'm a little worried what you have to say since you definitely just threw that red herring my yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, with with this, I, I this was better than I could have ever imagined it being. Like I knew it was going to be decent, but I didn't know it was going to be this good. And I understand why it holds up. 
and I understand why people love it so much. So I'm definitely going to put this on the shelf, boy. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel quite the opposite. You know, <gasps> uh, disgust and more like. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of them. It was me. Yeah, this this movie's fantastic. It goes on the shelf. Oh yeah. So invasion of the body snatchers becomes a little shelf boy with the likes of apostle and veronica i threw a curveball your oh, way i was not ready mm-hmm, veronica. Mm-hmm. and it's sad that that's the only movie i can think of yeah uh, <laughs> but that brings us to our plugs for next week my plug is going to be a youtube channel specifically a playlist uh there is this um series that is both in the uk and in the U- u.s called who do you think you are uh, it is where like celebrities have genealogists kind of trace back their their family tree and they find out more. Uh, I am recommending the playlist that is Patrick Stewart's story where he talks about how his father was an alcoholic and uh, abusive to his mother, not to him, but to his mother. Mm-hmm. And he kind of learns going back through his war history why that might have been and trying to understand his father at a deeper level other than he was just an abuser um and it's really kind of beautiful you know like seeing someone that he really has no need to try to understand and just trying to understand it uh so that is patrick stewart's playlist on the youtube channel who do you think you are patrick's father alfred stewart who died in 1980 was in the army for many years He was posted overseas around the time of his first son Geoffrey's birth and didn't marry Gladys until Geoffrey was eight. He was posted abroad again in 1940, just months before Patrick was born. And here he is again in what would have been his Second World War uniform. I was five when I first got to know him when he came back after the war ended. While Alfred was away fighting in France, Patrick and his brother Trevor lived at home with their mother. It's like eight videos. I think it's maybe 30, 40 minutes tops with all those videos. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's really, really uh, incredible. All right. Well, I'm kind of going the same route you are. Uh, Mine's going to also be a playlist on a channel, um, except for a little bit of a more less depressing and more delicious route. your boy's hungry, okay? So if you go to First We Feast, you know the guys who make the Hot Hot Ones episodes where they mm-hmm. have their interviews with the, their, their celebrity guests and such and such, but we're staying away from that for now. We're going over to uh, Burger Scholar Sessions. Ooh, I love Burger Scholar Sessions. He, George Motes is an icon and a delightful human being, and he will teach you how to make some fancy burgers. They're not even fancy. They're just burgers, regional burgers throughout America that deserve to be made and gobbled up like it's Thanksgiving. Um, and the guy's quite a personality. I've watched all of these almost twice, just either just because of the entertainment or just because I want, I'm hungry and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta put something in my mouth, even if it's knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so uh, on First We Feast, the playlist, Burger Scholar Sessions, and that is going to be on YouTube. Hear that? That's the sound of happiness right there. That's the sound of... (laughs) Yes!
My name is George Motes. I've made it my life's mission to protect what I believe is one of the greatest expressions of American gastronomy. The lowly and beautiful, the glorious cheeseburger. Thank you. I'm done here. Sorry, I'm not done here at all. Ah, that's hot. Today's episode is important because this time it's personal. This burger is inspired by the burger that I grew up with. It's inspired by the burger of my youth, my hometown burger. I call it the Chester Rower. I made it up, of course. Cool. So those are our two plugs for this week. Next, we are moving on to our assignment. It is week five next week of the KFR Spooktacular. Uh, two weeks to go after this one. So, mm -hmm. Glenn, it is your turn. What is our fifth movie in the Spooktacular? All right. After pr what felt like eons and centuries of me searching, because there's there's a, there's a lot of crap, and I wanted to search through, and I wanted to give everything kind of a chance. Uh, I came down to like four options, and then I finally was like, "Hey, this one sounds familiar, and it has the highest rating out of all the ones that I found, <laughs> and it has, uh, I'm pretty sure, a scene in this one where." I watched it as a kid, but I've never actually watched the whole movie. In my whole life, I've been haunted by this one scene. <laughs> but I never like remembered the movie's name or anything, so I never could find it. And then, lo and behold, 27 years of age, I finally found it. <sighs> that movie is going to be on Amazon Prime. It is called Phantasm. Phantasm. Is it a nightmare? Phantasm. Is it an illusion? Phantasm. Is it an evil? Phantasm. Okay. 1979 rated R for reluctantly beautiful, if probably not, but uh, Phant <laughs> Phantasm is about a, a teenage boy and his friends face off against the mysterious grave robber known only as the Tall Man, who keeps a lethal arsenal of terrible weapons with him. And that is directed by uh, Don uh, Coscarelli, written by the same man, stars A. Michael Baldwin. Um, got a lot of water in my mouth, hold on. <laughs> uh, Bill Thornberry, Reggie Bannister, and there's there's some other people in there. You know the deal. Uh, so that's going to be on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's cool. kind of the only place that I saw it. So there you go. Yeah. So Phantasm on Amazon Prime. That is our assignment for next week. I can honestly say I've never seen this. Uh, I've, I've heard of it, but other than the name, that's as mm. far as my knowledge of this goes. So I'm excited Same. for it. Same. Uh, you can check out our website at keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, keystone underscore film. YouTube, keystone film review. Facebook, keystone film review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, stay spooky. Mm, please. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.